listening to Faith FM and you're about to hear a great discussion from the members of Warrigal Seventh-day Adventist Church. Let us know your thoughts via Facebook or call 1-800-FAITH-FM. Welcome to Faith FM. My name is Josh and joining me in the studio today we have Calvin, Danielle and Michael as well as something a little bit different, we also have some of the family members, some of the kids are joining us too, which is very, very special. So if you hear some little children in the background, it's for good reason, because today's topic, we're talking about family and what a beautiful thing it is to have family. Question to the group here, what does family mean to you? What does family mean to you? I wonder, Josh, if we should ask the kids that question before we, as grown-ups, talk about it. What do you reckon, kids? We might ask one of the girls that are with us here, what does family mean to you? Hmm. Well, to me, family means mum and dad and kids all happy together. Thank you. That's, that's an interesting perspective, isn't it? Is there, um, what about um, one of our other kids here? And does anyone else want to say, what does family mean to you? It means... Um, being with each other and being there for each other. Mm. Does, doesn't it? Yeah. And I guess as a dad, to me, family has changed over time. You know, I remember growing up, family to me was being a kid in a home um, with a mum and a dad, and then I was single. And so family was, I guess, those that I visited from time to time. And then I fell in love with a lovely young lady. And we became a family, <laughs> and um, quite a few years later, some kids came along, and that became family. So it's, I guess, an evolving and changing thing, isn't it, too? Mm. Yeah. So families, I guess, something that something that can be different for every person, and it can change even throughout your lifetime too, as the different phases of life as well. Mm. Families can be adoptive as well. So sometimes we have friends that are very close that feel like family as well. Mm which can be quite special. I'm currently a, a high school teacher and um, I like referring to some of my classes as family. It, um, I guess, tries to create a culture or environment where students can feel a real sense of belonging and um, find a, a safe place, a home away from home is how I like to put it sometimes. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. And like I know for myself personally, being involved with a church and a group of fellow believers, because I mean, Jesus invited us to see him as our father and to view one another as brothers and sisters. So in that sense, like I often talk about my church family as, um, you know, being a part of that's, that's another, another perspective on family, isn't it too? Yeah. Having a family is that value and priority is, is all different. Like uh, when I'm being um, by myself, I can just always think, oh, I'm going to spend money on um, doing my own things and computers and toys and my expensive toys kind of things. Mm -hmm. But when a children come along, the focus become on them, like just reading the books to them, buying the toys, the things they want, learning the song they love singing, watching the ABC Kid, yeah. uh, the things TV show that they like together. Yeah. So I guess family often often has the sense of it's more than just ourselves, isn't it? It makes the focus outwards instead of an inwards focus. That's, mm. that's probably something that really family symbolizes, doesn't it? Yeah. 
I think that it's like regardless how people say how the families come in place, but I always believe that I feel that as well. God want the structure of a human race in a family cell. That's its own purposes. Let's not mention about like human race. So, so you look at all these um, animals, all these um, creatures. You can see how the parents, like mother duck, they look after the little duck link when he's crossing the road. They will wait until make sure everybody walk across and things like that. And you see the love of uh, the symbol of the the love. It is, isn't it? And, and like love is what, when you look at God's ideal for a family, it should be something that binds the people together, isn't it? But like when that's the goal of God's ideal for a family. Yeah. As we touched on earlier, we talked a little bit about family being there for one another. Maybe one of the girls, maybe you could tell us a time when family has been there for you in a time where you may have needed family or relied on family. Well... Mum's a nurse, so when I stepped on a nail, mum was there to help. That's handy. Yeah. <laughs> it's always good to have a mum who's a nurse. Yeah. Mm. I feel like I'm very close to my mum, and I feel like my mum puts on many different hats at times. She's the nurse. She's the chef. She used to be the taxi when I didn't have my license, but she plays a number of different roles, and I guess... Each member of the family has different roles that they play, and so family becomes a bit like a team where everyone has different roles and positions that they play for a goal in mind. And um, it's really nice when you can see family members playing their role and you know not being jealous of one another, but those who can utilize their strengths in a family and help serve others as well it's, as a family is, is really cool. In the Bible, God claims to have created us. He claims to be the creator of the world. And he not only claims to be the creator of the world, but um, all animals. And in Genesis, when we read the account of creation, one of the very first things that God created was the family. And we see, we see first Adam is alone, and then God says it's not good for him to be alone. I'll make a helper for him. Mm. And then we see God creating Eve. And from there, the basis of our first family was formed. Mm. And, you know, when we read through the Bible, we see God has a lot of advice for families, advice to help us to function um, in a healthy way. And the Bible isn't a family textbook in terms of its whole purpose, mm. but there's a lot of amazingly good advice in the Bible about families. And um, I think maybe we can look at some of that advice as we're talking about the topics of families today too, because... As Christians, we believe that God has given us in His Word many useful things that can really help guide us in our path in life. Mm. One that really resonates with me, Michael, is the verse in Colossians chapter 3, verse 13 that says, Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you. You must forgive others. I think that's really key, especially in a family when, you know, there are times where we make mistakes and we, um, we have our faults. So if we can be quick to forgive and remember that God forgave us, it helps to make that family a really healthy environment, as you mentioned before. Mm. I'm going to ask for one of my kids to read a verse from the Bible, which might sound like I'm being a bit mean getting them to read this one as a dad, but I'm going to then follow it up with some advice for fathers too. So, 
I don't have any sons, but this one's talking about children and it uses the word my son. But maybe, Kayla, you can read this one for us. And instead of where it says my son, you can change it to my daughter. Could you do that one for me in Proverbs? Proverbs 6, verse 20. My daughter, obey your father's commands and don't neglect your mother's instruction. Mm, so we could say, don't forget that, Kayla. <laughs> but, you know, there is a God wants us to... This advice is not just for my kids so that they will listen to me, but God wants me to listen to my parents, even as an adult, and to have respect. And, you know, that's something that comes through even in one of the Ten Commandments, is that command to respect our parents. Mm -hmm. But it's not just one-sided. Too often when people think of things in the Bible and they, it's, they say, oh, the Bible this or the Bible that, but the Bible really meets each one of us and challenges each one of us. And the, the one that I need to be challenged with as a father comes from Ephesians 6 verse 4, which says, Fathers, don't provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. So there's a message to me as a dad to do the, the guiding and the, and the correcting that I'm, I'm required to do as a father, but to do it in love and not provoking them to anger. I think that like um, for me and my wife having two boys, and you probably hear one of them just be trying to talk to me, they are their gifts from God. That I recorded when um, I found out my wife was um, pregnant with a child. That one of the songs I was singing in the piano with my wife, Father, I thank you for things that you've done. You freely gave this to me. And I was crying on the piano because, well, my wife had, um, I think, two or three miscarriages beforehand. Can't remember, just quite a few anyway. And when I look back, when I, my son first born, I carry him on my arm and he was crying and crying. And I've looked back in my life that what a precious gift God given me. Mm. And, and, and you can hear in the background, he's keep want to, um, grab my attention, want to talk to me and trying to interrupt me when I'm trying to do things. I've looked back in my life when I was that age. Isn't I'm doing the same things anyway to my dad? <laughs> um, and children, children is a gift from God. That in um, Psalms 127, verse 3 to verse 5, children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from Him. Children born to be a young man are like arrow in a warrior's hand. How joyful is the man whom Cranfer is full of them. He will not be put to shame when he's confront his accuser at the city gate. And I imagine, um, Calvin, from what you shared, like when you heard that one of your children was arriving, that verse would have been especially meaningful, wouldn't it? That's correct. Yeah. Just recognizing that as a gift from God. I think the most ex experience to me is the second when he's come along. It was quite experienced that when, when he come out was coming in a hurry, that like I have a video recorder for it. And when he came out, even came out, he was no breathing, it's nothing, it's like look lifeless. Mm. And I cut the call, the, the nurses, um, doctor start working on him. I was standing there at the back, don't know what to do. And of course, he's uh, nice and healthy now, as you can hear. God gave me the children that I can reflect on my life, how I, how I should teach them to follow the God's way, because I know how painful I was to my parents. Yeah. 
So, Kayla, just a question for you. When we think of stories in the Bible, there's lots of families in them. What's a family that comes to mind when you think of um, people in the Bible? Adam and Eve pops up very fast because they were the first family ever. Mm. Very true. Yeah. But the Bible doesn't really tell us much about Adam and Eve's family. We just hear a bit about a quarrel between the two brothers, and that was not a very nice thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Are there any other families that the Bible does tell us a bit more that you can think of? Moses' family would have been a nice family to live in. They um, they were caring for their baby and they saved his life. They did. It wouldn't have been fun being a slave in Egypt, though, would it? No. But they really cared for him and they saved him from when the king wanted to destroy him. Yeah. yeah. And I guess that's something that we should take to heart as families, isn't it? We're there to care for each other and to be there to protect one another. Mm. Yeah. What about the adults? When we reflect on the stories in the Bible of families, um, the Bible has examples of good families and families that were pretty dysfunctional as well. Mm. What are some that's come to mind as adults? I was reading last night the story of Hannah um, before she had uh, children Mm. and she longed for children and poured out her heart to God in sorrow that she didn't have children and she promised God that if he gave her a son that she'd give it back to him to serve him. And it's mm. it's interesting that we're told that Hannah only had her son Samuel for a short time but she really um, made a really conscious effort while he was young to direct mm. his mind to God and that yeah. that impression lasted with him for, for his life, the impression mm. that she made on him in the first few years. Did, didn't it? Mm, it's yeah. an encouragement to mums and dads that the seeds that are planted in hearts will bear fruit and sometimes, even if children choose to go a different way, those seeds can still be there and, and come and bear fruit later on. Mm, yeah. Definitely. I think of the story of Joseph and his brothers. Yes. I have three brothers of my own. And, um, <laughs> brothers that loved you totally, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Very much. And, um, yeah, it was... Probably a bit more of a dysfunctional um, place of um, mm. a lot of jealousy and and envy, and that's often very evident in families. Is that we can become easily jealous of our siblings or or another family member, mm. and there can be some discord that happens um, amongst the brothers. But I believe Joseph, in the end, forgave his brothers and um, mm. actually had them sit in his palace and and eat the food with him. So again, going back to that verse. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 13, that says, Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Mm. Um, and Joseph would have been very offended by what his older brothers, who probably should have known better, could have done for him. But they didn't. They would have offended him greatly. And I guess he remembered that the Lord forgave him. So um, he too must forgive his brothers. Mm. And it's good, isn't it, the way the Bible doesn't try and hide the faults of its heroes. Mm. So many histories that we read in the world is just sharing the glowing things of the heroes. Mm. But the Bible's very open and honest about the faults. But then the Bible also gives them as examples and gives counsel to how we can, in amongst our own faulty humanness, mm. the the environment, the families, the friends, and, and the challenges that we face how we can learn from their experiences too. Mm, yeah. Very real, some of these stories that yeah. um, all of us can relate to. Um, yeah. yeah. Danny, when you think of um, God's advice to families, is there anything that really springs to mind as something that you know God has recorded to be a blessing to us as families? 
something that I feel challenged as a mother and I think fathers can be equally included in this and children can be included too I guess that we should pray for each other and just reflecting back on the story of Hannah was that she prayed a lot for her son Samuel after she'd left him at the temple as a child um, mm. that she brought him daily in prayer to, to God that that God would um, instill in him the characteristics of purity and nobility and and that he would be faithful to God. And I guess that's advice for me as a mum for sure, that I should bring my children before God and that by doing that, God can work in the lives of my children and mm. in a powerful way. Taking that a step further too, I think children can certainly pray for their parents too because mm. um, God needs to give parents wisdom mm. for their job. And even as siblings, we can pray for our siblings and uphold each other because we all struggle with the same temptations and we all need help. You know, we should, um, before we wind up for today on air, we should actually put this to practice, right, on air, we shouldn't we? Like, you know, prayer is a powerful thing and I'm sure for, I'm sure there might be someone out there today listening who is struggling with um, some major crisis in your family. Mm. Maybe you're struggling to whether you can hold your family together mm. and or maybe you're facing decisions as a family and you're just not sure what to do. And prayer is a powerful thing. God invites us to pray for one another. And I'm wondering maybe if we should pause to pray and ask the Lord to be with us before we wrap up our time together. Mm. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds really good. Yeah, let's pray. Dear Father in heaven, Lord, we just want to thank you so much. Thank you for giving us families, Lord. Each of us have a different environment as a family. Some might feel lonely, Lord, when family are far away or disconnected because of misunderstandings. Father, we just want to thank you, though, that your design for us is that we can think of more than ourselves, but be whether our family consists of, like Josh was sharing before, a, a nurturing group of friends, Lord, who is more than friends, but is a family, or whether our family can be a traditional family or whatever it might be, Lord, if we have so many different things in our society today. But Lord, we need your help. You created the family and your design is that we can nurture and encourage one another. And we just want to pray, Lord, I want to particularly uphold, Lord, um, if there's someone out there today, Lord, who is struggling to hold their family together, Lord, please give them wisdom. Please, Lord, also rebuke the devil, Lord, and don't let him gain the victory over them as a family, Lord, but may through your power you take control of the situation, Lord, and resolve seemingly impossible challenges. Lord, if there's someone out there who is alone and feeling really the pain of the loneliness, Lord, just pray, Lord, that you will be with them in a really close and special way. Lord, just pray for someone if they're in the midst of fighting and strife or the recipient of bitterness, Lord. Just pray, Lord, that you would bring your peace to priest their heart, Lord, and Lord, that they may sense your promise that you've promised in your word. Even if our father and mother reject us, the Lord will take us up. Mm. And Lord, just pray that that will be real, Lord, to, to someone today. Father, we want to thank you that we can bring all things to you. There is no problem too big for you, and you've created us as people who are not islands, Lord, and we just pray that we can both be able to be a blessing to others and gain a blessing from our interaction with others and with our families, we pray. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Michael. Thanks for that prayer. And um, thank you to Calvin and Danielle and Michael and the kids for joining us on this special topic about family. And I know that family is very important to me and I know it holds a very close place to my heart. And yeah, we know that even in the Bible, it talks about 
all of the issues and no, even the strongest of families are not immune to different problems. So we know that God is able to restore families and um, yeah, He's able to listen to our prayer requests in any family situation. So yeah, thank you for the time and um, I hope you can join us again on Faith FM. been listening to some of the members from Warrigal Seventh-day Adventist Church sharing on the topic of family. We hope you've enjoyed this segment and we'd love your feedback. So get in touch with us on 1800 FM, on Facebook or at faithfm.com.au.